1: are listening to Mornings with Radio Maria live on Radio Maria and we have with us here Monsignor John Armitage who is the master of the Guild of Our Lady of Ransom which is a very cool title if ever I heard one Um, and he's also the parish priest of St Margaret's Canning Town. Hello Monsignor John. Good morning. Good morning and you're here to kind of tell us about the Guild um, for anyone who hasn't heard about it before. Do you want to start off by telling us a bit about the history of, of the
2: Guild? Yes, uh, the, um, the Guild was founded in uh, 1887 by Father Fletcher and Mr. Lister Drummond, who was a London barrister. And um, it was part of the, the um, restoration of the church, trying to look at different um, ways to promote the Catholic faith after the restoration of the hierarchy in 1850. So there were lots of guilds. The Guild of Our Lady of Ransom is one that has has continued and is still very much in need. And the object of it, its aims, its charitable aims, were the conversion of England and Wales, the return of the lapsed, and um, prayer for the forgotten dead. And, And that was a particular thing, to go back to all those people whose memories had been forgotten um mm-hmm. where pre-reformation there been lots of chantry chapels to pray for the dead so it was a spiritual thing to pray for those who had no one to pray for them so the guild has been going since 1887 i am the fifth uh, master of the guild and um the work today is you could say is very much the same but is very different because we are in a very different cultural um, setup up from when it was founded um, in 1887 mm-hmm do you want
1: to tell us a bit about that work
2: okay so the recognition of the guild was that um, at the time there was the need to rebuild the Catholic um, structure so to speak which is fundamentally parishes mm-hmm. and. Um, Many of the uh, of the the um, urban parishes were very well populated, um, but there were many um, seats of Catholicism around that were very small and in fact very poor. And so from the very beginning, um the guild has been there to support poor parishes, and that's a principal part of its work today. And it was there to look at parishes that needed um, financial support. Principally at the beginning to help with the building, but also to look and see that the, what were the important works of the church that could be supported. So right from the beginning, the Guild has supported um, the um, Walsingham. Uh, in mm-hmm. fact, it was the Guild who were there to set, who helped set up the first modern shrine of Our Lady of Walsingham, which was not in Walsingham, it was in King's Lynn. Oh, okay. um, because King's Lynn was the closest church because the parish of King's Lynn was almost the whole of North Norfolk. And so um, the diocese then of Northampton, which was an enormous diocese, um, the parish, the bishop could only have one work there. So he built a church in King's Lynn um, and they built, um, because King's Lynn was the stopping off point, the last stopping off point uh, on for pilgrims on the way to Walsingham to the shrine, um, and in those days it was known as Bishop's Lynn because people came from all over Europe to come to the shrine. And so, um, over a hundred years ago, they helped to establish what became the Pontifical Shrine. It was Pontifical because it was actually agreed and set up um, by the Pope, and uh, Pope Leo the Thirteenth. And so, they built a replica to the house, and that was all paid for by the Shrine. And devotion to Our Lady of Walsingham is very, very much tied up with the work of the Guild of Our Lady of Ransom, even to today. So the work has been support for poor parishes, and those have grants called the, the Ransom Grant. And Ransom Grant there is for any parish that has an income today of under £30,000 in the ordinary income. The money must oh, be spent okay. on works of evangelization. so that's how we support the parishes. We also have a shrine on, so we still support the the shrine of Our Lady of Walsingham, that's the English national shrine, and we support the guild the shrine of Our Lady of the Taper, which is the Welsh national shrine. So, mm, wonderful. Those <laughs> are our two principal works.
1: Why is it that um, you think? The work of parishes is so important because i know there's a, a there's some controversy at the moment in the church of england about like whether to focus on parishes or sort of evangelical missions um, what is it about parish life that you think is it's so crucial to support the sort of ordinary poor parishes and communities
2: well evangelical works are all well and good and they're very very important but you know bringing someone to faith in jesus christ Uh, principally, is about bringing them to a community. Mm -hmm. They have to have somewhere to be part of, you know. Um, And the Eucharistic community is the very heart of the Catholic Church and the mission of Christ. It was to bring people together. He brought together the the apostles at the Last Supper. And the whole point of the parish is that it's there as a public witness, an open witness, um, to... The, the group of, of the community of people who believe in Jesus Christ and identify as part of the Catholic Church. The so parishes are essential. If you didn't have parishes, you have to create them. It's as simple mm-hmm. as that. Now, whether they'd be called, it doesn't really matter. That's you know there are all sorts of different types of parishes which sort of suit the area. You know, here in my parish in Canning Town, um it is a, a it's a very big parish. Um, and it's the people who come here are from all over the world. We have well over sort of 80 different nationalities who come to mass. Uh, compare that to a rural parish or a suburban parish. Um, parishes are different. They reflect the area in which they're situated. It's, but parishes are essential. They are the prime way of being witness to the gospel. And from the parishes, then works of evangelization can come.
1: Mm -hmm. So you have the parish grants. You also do have grants for sort of other initiatives. Do you want to to tell us a bit about that?
2: Yeah, so um, the next grant we have is called the dowry grant. The dowry grant really was inspired by the rededication of um, England as the dowry of Mary, Mm -hmm. um, which took place a few years ago, uh, to help us to understand the importance of um, the devotion of the people of England um, to our Blessed blessed Lady. So the dowry of England was an ancient title of England that arose from that actual devotion. So we wanted to continue to promote the idea of dowry, um, of the message of the gospel um, inspired by Our Lady. Now, the dowry grants then can be open, are open to um, Catholic charities who are not parish-based, so it recognizes that, you know, Mm -hmm. much work to evangelization is actually done from the parish, but not necessarily based in the parish. So we recognize various uh, Catholic works um, and give them support. So the Catholic Student Network, for example, is a Catholic Mm -hmm. charity, and its object is to support uh, young leaders in our universities in the establishment and the running of Catholic Societies, Catholics, and so this helps the our young people to have positions of leadership and also to build up communities around the Catholic societies in our different uh, universities and that's a very important work and we can see so many um, vocations and marriages and good works come you know from these different Catholic societies, and that uh, when young people go to university, it can be a time of great uh, strengthening of their faith. So, mm-hmm. there is a particular work that, that we would do to support them uh, in that it's that type of um, initiative. It has to be, it's not just someone says, oh, I'd like some money to do something, it has to already be an established charity um, mm-hmm. for us to support them. But we support them, uh, different ideas, different works. Um, for the evangelization in a more targeted way
1: mm-hmm. Wonderful. So the, I think
2: those are, the, those are the dowry grants.:
1: Yeah, I think it's a, a time for a little bit of music, um, and yeah. then we can continue talking about the guild. Good morning, we're back and you are listening to Radio Maria England. On Mornings with Radio Maria, we are joined by Monsignor John Armitage, the master of the Guild of Our Lady of Ransom, and he's been telling us a bit about the history of the Guild and about their work. Um, what's What's your sense of the sort of situation we're facing with the church in England at the moment, and how, how might the Guild help with that?
2: I think the, um, the work of the Guild has always been to promote evangelization and mm-hmm. it is to live out and have um, the heart of us the Great Commission which is go and make disciples of all peoples and, and that's the very heart of the church and it's and, and the guild plays a particular part in that um, I think to it's important at any moment in time to be able to do what Jesus asks us to do and in fact reprimands us because we don't do it it is to read the signs of the times And reading the signs of the times is not just reading the signs of the church. It is reading and understanding what's happening in our world today. Um, Because the realities of our world um, are very complex. Indeed, they probably always have been. But we need to understand where we are as a society and how we as a church, who are servants of that society, um, can begin to speak in a way that speaks to the to the times um, there is a, a particularly helpful um, publication that came out a, a while ago from a university in America and the book is called from Christendom to apostolic age and it raises a uh, it was a whole group of people who came together to kind of do exactly this say where are we what's going on in our world today and how how does this affect the church Um, And I'd like just to give you a quick quote from part of it. It talks about the the collapse of Catholicism um, in many parts of the world. It says, it says, in the space of one generation, the bottom of the Christendom culture fell out. Almost overnight, those societies went from being strongly Catholic to aggressively secular. One reason for the rapid collapse was that the overarching vision of the society had been changing over a long period of time. But the change was not perceived and the institutions of the church were not adjusting to it. They rather continued to be led under the attitude of business as usual. Uh, a, a document from Rome came out um, uh, on the, uh, the pastoral conversion of the parish. It was called In the Service of the New Evangelization. And it's, and it's, it's very, very hard-hitting about parishes that just carry on with things as normal we need to Mm -hmm. recognize um how we serve the people of our time this is not a doctrinal issue it's not about changing doctrine but it is a pastoral issue how we pastorally serve the people of our time and so when the church talks about new evangelization which it does you know right to john paul uh the second New evangelization was a key element and it's still a key element in the work of the church. Well, but the problem we have is not evangelization as such, but what does it mean by new? Mm-hmm. We should know what evangelization means. It's there very <laughs> clearly in the scriptures. But what does it mean by new? And I think that's where we are struggling at the moment to understand what the new. The new is has to be part of the church's mission at all times and i suppose that's at the moment what the holy father's been doing with the synod you know and as it's been said the synod is not about changing doctrine it's the synod is about helping us to understand the signs of the times so evangelization new evangelization means that we are looking to see how we can speak with authority because that was the great um Mm -hmm. witness of jesus that when he spoke people understood what he was talking about very often um when the church speak or people from the church speak they don't understand what they're talking about um and so the authority of the church has its foundation in the teaching of jesus christ but that teaching needs to be preached to the people in a particular moment and so if you look at uh, when saint paul went to you know, to to Athens and stood uh, in front of these different shrines. Um, There are all sorts of different shrines to all sorts of different gods. But there was one to the unknown God. And Paul said to them, he said, let me tell you who this is. Let me tell you who it is you're worshipping, this unknown God. And this, I believe, inspired um, Pope Gregory when he sent Augustine to England. He talks about... um, evangelize to where the people are. Look at their pagan shrines, but do not destroy the shrine, but destroy the evil that may be there. Destroy the the error that is there. Recognize what's good. And so the church needs to recognize and understand the world it's in, to recognize the good, but also to help people to realize that the worship of false gods is as bad now as it ever has been. Mm-hmm. And the worship of the false gods just leads to confusion. Do you, so to maybe, the, yes. mm-hmm. uh, do you want
1: to maybe? Sorry, I want to maybe give some sort of concrete examples, maybe from the work of the guild, or, or about um, how you do enact this this new evangelization and speak to our culture at the moment.
2: Well, I think that's that is the struggle of the church at this moment in time, is that um, we have. Um, great structures we have our schools we have a whole lot um, and parishes um, but we need to find that foundation that will speak with authority to the people of our time and so much of that means that we have to be uh, open to listening to understanding um, the world in which we live the the, the challenges that we face mm-hmm. um, because most of our most of our issues today, are spiritual issues so if you take the environment the environment is very much a practical example of something that is going wrong in in large parts of our world yet so much of the, the causes of the problems of the environment are the activities of human beings in mm-hmm. other words human beings have an impact um, and in recognizing that so many of our problems are in fact spiritual problems they can't be can't be solved by more things and so we have a world that's material and spiritual the material world of course in the end is limited it's limited by how many how much how far how fast how slow so it can only go so far it can only solve the problems of the human being to a degree you can have as much money as you like we can still be miserable yeah so the thing of the limit of the material things of life is that they are material they're only limited, mm-hmm. whereas the spiritual things of life are unlimited. St. Bernard, the great St. Bernard said um, that the measure of love is to love without measure. Now, there's an example of the spiritual truths that sets us free. Wonderful. And it's recognition of those truths that are there, which the church needs to witness to. So it's not necessarily more programs. Yeah, It's a recognition that what renews the church It's holiness. It's saints.
1: So if someone's been inspired, how do they get involved with the Guild?
2: Well, um, if you go to our website, you will see um, uh, the details of the Guild. Um, And you can become a member of the Guild. Uh, You'll be very welcome. We have about 800 members of the Guild at the moment. And that supports our work. Um, It supports the work of grants. It supports the work of new initiatives um, from different uh, Catholic organizations. Uh, But most importantly, members of the Guild pray for our work and pray for the work of this new evangelization. And in so many ways, this can make a a real big difference to how we're able to help uh, through prayer and through practical support.
1: Wonderful thank you so much for joining us this morning. Um, We had Monsignor John Armitage who is the Master of the Guild of Our Lady of Ransom and Parish Priest of St Margaret's Canning Town talking to us about the work of the Guild. Um, So do visit their website if you're interested and thank you for joining us this morning.